Hello and welcome back to Love and Sheila, the podcast. You are joining me for episode seven and wow, this has really gone by quickly. Um, I want to jump right into it. I want to get into it. Let's, uh, let's talk. Today we're going to talk about tuning in and um, awareness. And uh, I think it's very important. I, I think I've shared with you that over the years I've done things very methodically, however yet mechanically not necessarily tuned into what my body was telling me or tuned into what my emotions were telling me. And so now I'm just thinking that it's time for us to tune in or for me to tune in and just be more aware and have some more awareness as I move forward. And that makes me uh, recall a conversation I once had with a friend of mine, um, a church friend. And it was almost 30 years ago and I was fasting and I was telling her, oh wow, I don't feel that um, I'm hearing from God. I'm fasting, but am I, I don't think I'm hearing from God. Is this like for nothing or what? What's going on? And she said to me, it depends on where your spiritual antenna is. And um, that resonated with me. That absolutely resonated with me. And I don't know, some of you may have grown up in the 70s and the 80s like I did. And at that time, you know, we didn't all have cable, so we had literal antennas on our TV. We had to adjust the antennas to make sure we got proper reception on the TV. So what worked on channel seven may not have worked on channel two. So you're kind of constantly adjusting your antenna. And that gave us an awareness. I mean, we were aware that we had to adjust or we wouldn't get the feed that we wanted, okay? And so likewise, as I was on my fast, you know, I had to make sure that my spiritual antenna was up and that I could receive the things of God, um, you know. Maybe I, you know, maybe I, ref maybe I needed to refrain from watching Jerry Springer or whatever the case may be, in order to make sure that my spiritual body and my spiritual mind was being fed. And so, as I move forward, and I'm thinking about tuning in, I'm tuning in to, to for me, so I'm tuning into Sheila. I mean, I've tuned into many people over the course of my life. I've tuned into um, Gerald. I've tuned into Jaden. I've tuned into my mom. I've tuned into my father. However, at this point in my life, in, in addition to those things, I need to tune into Sheila. And so I'm trying to have some awareness. What feels good? What makes me happy? What doesn't make me happy? What gives me pain? Um, all these different things because that's, that's my self-awareness. And when you proceed with whatever it is while understanding that these things do not make you happy, they might bring you pain, they hurt, they don't feel good. If you proceed with those things, it doesn't lead to an enduring happiness and enduring peace and enduring joy. So there, these are things, again, just like I talked about previously, pain and, you know, just enduring pain and getting stronger so you can endure pain. Know that is not the purpose. You know, all these indicators, what doesn't feel good, what hurts, um, what uh, causes me emotional pain. Okay, well, how can I better manage those to where it puts me in a place where I want to be. And so that's where, you know, I'm trying to have some awareness. 
and trying to think of things that uh, empower, empower me because that's another thing in loving ourselves, we need to be empowered. And you know, through my studies and so forth, I realized we always have choices. That our choices may not necessarily um, make others happy. Um, they may not, you know, make others feel however. However, at the same time, we have to recognize that we do have choices. And we don't want to sacrifice, you know, making others happy or, as I've been told, placating at the expense of our emotional well-being. So we have to be aware, um, self-aware, so that we don't fall into those pitfalls. I'll be honest, I feel that I have, and I don't fault anyone for that because I recognize that it's a matter of communication. Um, no one knows unless you communicate, and, and very directly, that hurts me. That causes me pain. And you know, I always mention Dr. Cloud because I'm very immersed in his um, protecting yourself from toxic people right now. I'm immersed in it. It's so funny. So I think I've gone through um, narcissists. They talk about narcissists. They talk about entitlement. They talk about emotional abuse. These are all modules within there. And I'm like, oh my God. And every time I get into one, I get further, like, further drawn in. And then I, was, uh, I just finished the emotional abuse. And the next one I haven't started yet is codependent. And I'm like, and I was shaking my head. I was like, they're like all up in my alley. I mean, these are all things, if I'm being honest, that I would not care to disclose. But at the same time, there are areas that I have functioned within. I've dealt with narcissists. I've dealt with emotional abuse or um, codependence and entitlement. And I'm, I'm just amazed at how he's going down my road and all these different things and it's, it's just amazing so what I learned um, if I haven't said this already is I have choices and um, my, cho my voice is very important and that um, the, how I manage my relationships with whomever it is friend, colleague family member, whomever, how I manage these choice, these um, relationships is completely up to me in, in the voice that I use. And so I'm working on that. I'm trying to do a better job and, um, and communicate my needs, communicate what the boundaries of our relationship, what I'll, I'll accept and what I won't accept. But in going through entitlement, it was something very profound to me because I tried to articulate this in our last um, in our last uh, podcast, and I don't think I did a good job. I said I like to do what feels good for me. You know, I don't mind doing things, but I want to feel like I I didn't I didn't articulate this well. I just want to say I want I want to don't make want to make it feel like I'm I have to do it. I want to feel like I'm doing it because I want to do it. And so as I was re going through my course, I realized that's a real thing. And, 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 and the difference was when demands are placed on me, um, I don't respond well to demands. Um, I want to be 
more collaborative if possible. Um, and so I, I found that relationships are often in negotiation, okay? Because we're, we're determining the parameters of our relationships with all people. And in my line of work, we've gone through some um, coursework on negotiations. And I often used it maybe in business, maybe buying a car, whatever the case may be, or just filling things out. But I never really took the time to assess how it could be valuable in my interpersonal relationships as well. And until Dr. Cloud kind of, when I was going through the entitlement portion, brought to me that um, I, you have choices. And the issue arises when folks make demands on you as opposed to just you know having a need and you fulfill the need and they are grateful because they recognize that you have a choice. You can fill it or you can not do it. Not only that, they recognize it, but they respect it. Okay, um, that's, that's important, respect. And so um, that part is what I was trying to articulate in our previous podcast is that Yes, I want to demand, I want to, not demand, I want to feel good about the things that I do. And I do not feel good when I do things that are based upon demands and feel like they're not leaving me options. And so as a result, you know, then you become robotic and you do exactly what someone wants you to do regardless of how you feel about it. Um, so that brings out, I would, I would, prior to this understanding, I would probably say it brings out the worst in me, but maybe it doesn't bring out the worst in me, it just brings out a boundary that I want respect and I want folks to recognize that I'm an individual and am able to make independent decisions and independent choices, not just a person who responds to every demand and acquiesces because we're free. This is a free world. And, um, and sometimes you have to be reminded, this is a free world. We are not enslaved. We have the ability to make good choices. And it makes us feel good when, you know, I'll just use being a parent, for example. Um, there are things that I wanted to do for my, my child um, as far as education, maybe as far as providing, um, um, different things that I wanted to do. But there was never a demand placed on me. I, I know when I bought, or we bought our son a car, um, it wasn't that he was, it's time for you to buy me a car, I have a driver's license, and where's my car? It, it was more, he was very calm about it, he really didn't push at all, but it's, I wanted him to have a car. And the response was, he was grateful because he wasn't expecting it, didn't feel like it was our obligation, but he was grateful. And it makes you feel good when you can do something for someone. And it's not like, yeah, I was wondering when you were gonna do that or when you were gonna get the message, you know? It's more like, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, and I think as time goes on, he appreciates it even more and more because now my son is away at college without his car using public transportation. And though he values the um, transportation, the L trains in Chicago, it's nice to be able to get in your vehicle and get where you want to go 
and not have to be affected by whomever's sitting next to you or standing around or not having to watch your back. So now he's even more grateful and appreciative of the fact that he has his own vehicle. But my point is, it's good to do things for people when you don't feel a compulsion, uh, outside compulsion. And so that's what I learned and through, through Dr. Cloud. And another thing that he says, because I just finished Entitlement, and he talks about um, a lot of times we will acquiesce to folks and their demands um, when they're entitled because we don't want them to have a tantrum. Okay, so what we're trying to do is keep that entitled person in a place where they're not having a tantrum and going off. So we're placating and we're trying to make sure that things stay smooth. But every time you do this, every time you do this, you're losing ground. You know, you're creating the vicious cycle that repeats itself. Okay, and then um, I don't want to get ahead of myself. So you have to be very deliberate in how you deal with this and how you establish your boundaries. You know, respectfully, um, just say no, no, and this is why, and I understand you're frustrated and it's frustrating for you, but I cannot. This is not something I'm comfortable with, whatever, however you want to communicate your boundaries. But stay there, we have to stay. And I know for me, because it gets uncomfortable, you know, and I love you, and you know, typically, it's only uncomfortable for those folks I care about, trust me. But because I care about you, and it becomes uncomfortable, and I see that you're not in a good place, and then I want to, you know, acquiesce and go along. But with every time we, do that behavior, we are encouraging that entitlement or that controlling behavior. So we have to understand how our behavior impacts others and our behavior with the lack of consequences, with the lack of boundaries, it enables another person to continue on a path that minimizes their growth because we are not expecting anything from them, okay? We're not having them stay in that place of discomfort so that they can figure out how to deal with it, you know, outside of throwing tantrums. And it's very, very similar to having our children. Um, you know, we put them in time out to try and teach them, like, that's not the proper behavior. Those, this is the consequences that you're gonna sit over there and time out and think about what you did. But see, the problem that, that I even had is that I'm like, oh, but I don't want you to sit in time out. Well, maybe that was hard, or maybe you didn't really mean it like that, or I guess it wouldn't hurt me to do this, or whatever the case may be. But every time you, I do that, or we do that, we are losing ground and reinforcing a behavior that we don't want. And I have to say, when I say that I've been methodical or um, mechanical about things and I think that's what I have done over a period of time and when you, when you do that and you do it for so long it becomes I could write, probably write a book it becomes very difficult to change you know it becomes difficult for you to change your behavior it hurts you're like constantly overthinking 
oh, well, maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't. And it becomes very difficult for them to respond to who is this person that's telling me no or pushing me back or telling me why they don't want to do that or why that doesn't work for them. So it's almost like you need coaching, both of you, I think. Um, anyone in that relationship um, will need coaching because the converse of it is it can be very, um, very, uh, I guess, destructive to relationships. Um, you know, I know someone who doesn't want to leave me a voicemail on my phone because my son is on there and he was, I don't know, maybe six years old at the time when the voicemail was made. And yes, it's very dear to me. He's not six years old. I'm not going to delete it. It has sentimental value to me. So until uh, an act of God removes it, makes it inaccessible to me, then it's going to be on there. Um, and I will not um, change it, and certainly not for anyone who doesn't pay that bill. So that's my boundary. And that's my boundary. You know, that's, my, that's a boundary for me. Like, no, you cannot tell me what can be on my phone. Because last time I checked, I'm a grown woman, and I can have whatever I want on there. Now, if you want to have a relationship with me, if you want to talk to me, then you will respect that. And if you don't respect that, then you are making a decision that you don't want to respect me and you don't want to have a relationship with me. And that's your decision, whether you gaslight me or not. So these are things that I'm having a revelation on. You know, These are things that I'm just taking them for what they are. Folks will respect you. Um, they will not feel entitled. Um, they will give you choices. They will know that you are an independent individual. That first of all, you are an individual. God made you that way, fearfully and wonderfully made you that way. And that, that likewise, you are to be respected as you are to respect others. You know, but these things work both ways. And so these are choices. You know, I always felt that um, because of people's position in my life that I should give them room, give them latitude, give them access. And in the process, I took down, you know, um, in some areas I think I became more passive. In other areas I just was like, uh, just went along with it just to keep peace. Um, being very frustrated. So, is it worth it? The question is, I ask myself, and I'll position to you if you're feeling that way, is it worth it at the end of the day? Is it worth it? You know, because people who love you will accept you. And I'm not saying if you're, um, you know, you're doing drugs and you're being harmful and you're cursing them out, but if it's small things, if it's a voicemail or something like that, it's like, is that love? The question is, is that love? You know, because I'm at this point in my life, I'm looking for unconditional love. And um, and that applies to me too, because there are times when I don't think I've loved myself unconditionally. And so, you know, and that's con and that means, oh, regardless of how your hair looks, regardless of how you look, your body looks, how, how much money you have in the bank, 
um, what kind of car you're driving, whatever the case may be. Like, to the core of my being, do I accept, because I feel like part of love is a, some acceptance. And that's what I mean. Um, just accept. This is who I am. And, and this is what it is what it is. And so, regardless of if I'm on my best day or my worst day, can you love yourself unconditionally? And so that's what I'm working on. And I'm looking for people in my tribe um, to, to likewise, you know, realize that, yeah, she's not perfect and she has some flaws and she's working on some things. And no, she's absolutely working on some things. Um, I am. And I think we all should be. And if we're not, that's a problem. If we don't look at certain areas of our life, you know, if I did not look at some area of my life and say, boy, I was passive, very passive. And, and that's just not the way to live. Because in a passive way, you're just laid out somewhere on the floor, um, letting things happen and not actively playing a part. Well, that's not who I am. So why am I behaving that way? And so I had to take a look and make, make, make a more um, assertive effort to do the things that I wanted to do, to make life the way I wanted it to be, to make it look like I wanted to look. And absolutely, it doesn't look the way I want it to look. And there are times when, you know, there's like uh, potholes and divots and stuff like that, and you get caught in there, and there's some dark days along the way. I've certainly seen the dark days, and I've seen the days where it's just like you kind of in this funk, and you're just, you're trying to, get out of it but you know like I said before we're doing the work and doing the work every day is not going to be sunshine sometimes there's going to be gloom sometimes there's going to be sadness you know but if we abandon the process again we're losing ground okay like you can be doing really well on your way okay this is this is what I'm trying to do and it's not what I want it to feel like right now. Um, but let me just persevere. Let me just keep going on this road because I know it's not, you know, I'm not there yet. It's just like being on an airplane. It's very boring. It's very uncomfortable. I know for me, my knees hurt. I'm stuck. My neck hurts. Everything is, but then I get somewhere and it's beautiful or I get somewhere and I'm seeing someone I really want to see. So it was all worth it. But the process is long and it's arduous and it's, not fun and it's uh, dangerous at times likewise in life the process is not fun it's dangerous it's sad at times but don't lose ground keep moving forward endure the tough days you know find your support and whatever it may be it may be in groups and it may be in solitude, and it may be in tears, who knows? Um, but whatever it is, find your support and make it through, you know? Keep going. Um, that's, that's, that's my encouragement to you. So now, you know, that we, know we, can't get, we cannot give in to these things. We cannot lose ground. I mean, it's just not an option come too far, you know, um, and when I say lose ground, I don't mean in material things, 
I just need emotionally, psychologically, um, even physically. Let's not let's not lose ground because it all works together. We talked on our last podcast a bit about being holistic, you know, in our approach to our wellness and our health and our loving ourselves. And I was talking about my hair, and then they started asking me about, oh, your stress and your diet, and I'm like, crap. <laughs> And every time I run into these things, it seems like every day I run into one of these things. So, you know, that was that day. It's like crap. And then today, today I, um, as I'm looking at Dr. Cloud, and he's talking about, you know, finish up emotional abuse. And I'm like, cool, cool. We made it through emotional abuse and narcissism and uh, how to say no. And then we get to codependency. And I'm like, freaking amen. Like, <laughs> like you all, you know, every day is like a crap. So now we got to confront that. So not only do I have to confront my diet, now I have to confront my, um, what I feel are my weaknesses. I have to confront them. But I have to confront them. There's just no way around it. So here goes, you know, so here goes. Let me assess the situation. How does this apply to me? What can I do to make it better? Um, Placating turning back those things are not options we must move forward um what is it through much i think it was nehemiah through much uh i'll uh put in my own words through much distress we must move forward you know they were building a wall and though everyone was trying to come against them and there was so much opposition no matter what opposition comes and these and every message Every podcast that I give you, as I watch it back, I'm, I'm like, oh my God, I'm preaching to myself. And I don't mean to preach. I'm not trying to preach. But through all the opposition, and it will come, absolutely, you can count on it. Like the sun will shine or the sun will come up tomorrow and you know the moon will show tonight. You can count on it. Opposition is coming. So we're giving ourselves the tools to be strengthened, to understand ourselves, to know how to respond so that we keep persevering, okay? And that's what this is all about. So knowing how to deal with toxic people, which again, who are toxic people? I don't know. I don't like the word necessarily. Um, but anyway, I look at toxic as just something that's not good for you, you know? So what's not good for you? People who make you sad, people who make you feel less than, people who try to control you, people who are abusive to you, people who don't see you, that's not good for you. So we just adjust and we make sure they do see us. You know, and, and I'm not saying anybody's bad. There is no one in my life that I want to cut off. And there are no loved ones that I think are bad people. No means, you know. There are ways that I've allowed people to operate within my life that I don't think help me to function at my best holistically. And so I'm managing my thoughts and my relationships and my boundaries so that we can be better and um, life can be better and there can be more joy and there can be less anxiety because I think I mentioned um, in one of the previous um, messages, I noticed that previously, or still, I'm still dealing with it, there's a lot of anxiety because not knowing what tomorrow's going to bring, 
and I know I should be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer but it's a process you know I didn't realize I was anxious all the time <laughs> okay so now I'm like oh you have a lot of anxiety so now that I know then now I can address it but prior to that I didn't know so now I'm in this new awareness and this tuning in and having the spiritual antenna open Okay, now I'm like, oh, let's, let's, let's assess this. Let's deal with it. And so I would encourage you ladies, let's assess it. Let's deal with it. There's nothing fun about sleepwalking through life. There's nothing fun about not connecting with life and experiences. There is nothing fun about responding to demands without choices. There's nothing fun about not using your voice. You know, there's no joy in any of that. So let's not do it. Let's let's use our voice and let's make life enjoyable. I think we can do it. I know we can do it. We're on this road. We're traveling um, on this journey. And along the way, we might take some hits. But I know that ultimately, if we focus on it, if we work toward it, just like anything else, we will achieve it. So we're on our way to loving ourselves more completely more fully and being happy along the way and it's a great experience and I'm glad to be on this road with you. I hope that you are enjoying our talks and our time together and it's certainly been a blessing for me and I hope it's blessing you as well. Again, I can't say it enough, go to lonewithbodywear.com, get your Love and Me shirt, make that affirmation, be a part of the tribe, um, you know, uh, don't forget it, affirm it. Say all your affirmations. I am beautiful. I am lovely. I am lovable. I am joyful. I am all these things. I can go on forever, but let's do it together. Love yourself, ladies. I'm concentrating on loving Sheila over here, first and foremost. It's a challenge. It's daily, whatever, but we're getting there. We are getting there, and I'm happy uh, just to say that there are strides being made and um, I'll report more along the way. But again, go to Long Wolf, uh, check me out, check out some previous episodes, um, like, share, subscribe, comment. I wanna hear from you. I love you, thank you for tuning in, thank you for watching and re-watching and, and being here, and um, thank you. See you next time.